This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Here's what I'll tell you. I love football, I love Nebraska, and I love these kids. And I'm gonna coach them as hard as I freaking can for as long as I'm here, and I hope that's for a really, really long time. And this program's gonna be really, really good. We have to find a way to get it better. There's no such thing as a quick fix. I know everybody wants it, I want it, the players want it. That's not realistic. We have to build this program to where Coach Frost wants it. That happens for the next four games, great. If that happens next year, that's probably not good enough for everybody, but we're gonna keep pushing until we do it. But there's not one person in this building that doesn't love Nebraska. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. That was Eric Shenander feeling kind of the teeth of the Nebraska fan base, probably more so than ever this week. And, you know, you were a part of that interview session, Robin, as um, you heard Coach Shenander there. And, you know, you hate to say it, but he's feeling some – I mean, I think it's it's obvious. He's feeling a little pressure and a little stress um, the way Nebraska's defense played. Because, honestly, if they just get a couple more, two, three, third down more stops in that game, Nebraska might have won on Saturday. Well, he definitely would have won it. And he said as much. He said that – Looking back on that game, the the one thing that stood out to him the most was Nebraska's inability to just get off the field, and not only get off the field on third down, but on third and long. Uh, the number of third and five and longer uh, that Indiana was able to convert and keep drives alive that ended up resulting in touchdowns uh, was ridiculous, and Janander knows as much. And, yeah, if they get one or two more stops, they win the game. Uh, and I don't think there's any question about it especially with as well as the offense played. I mean, finally, after weeks of just offensive ineptitude, they finally get something going and put up some points, and then the defense has maybe one of its worst overall performances next to Ohio State of the season. And so, I mean, it was frustrating. And, you know, but I think the staff, especially Eric Chenander, is learning that you can try all you want to block it out, not get on Twitter or, uh, you know, social media or message boards or any of that stuff, but – you can't avoid it. You are in the fishbowl of Nebraska football, and right now uh, the target is on Eric Janander's chest right now uh, because that defense, you know, they, they've got a lot of issues to address. And, you know, some of the same mistakes, whether it be guessing wrong on plays and completely taking yourself away from the football or missing on blitzes or coverage breakdowns or whatever it may be, they continue to happen without really any sign of uh, fixing the problem. And so, um, yeah, the pressure's on, and clearly just by Chenander's tone during that whole interview, uh, he's feeling it, and they need a good performance against a beat-up, kind of just bad Purdue offense right now in the worst way. Well, the, the frustrating thing is the, against Minnesota, they got gashed from the ground. And then against Indiana, they get, they get gashed through the air. I mean, they could not – they could not slow down that passing attack, um, which wasn't, you know, it wasn't like they were throwing it deep. I mean, it was just kind of all a perimeter, quick passing attack, but they just could not stop it when they, and especially when they needed to. And and part of the reason is they don't have a pass rush. They have zero pass rush. I don't, and I don't know, you know, if it's just one of those deals where they, I mean, obviously they don't have uh, anybody on the team that you really fear as a pass rusher. But, you know, it's also, I think, difficult for them to, to draw up blitzes to get home uh, to, to the quarterback, too. I mean, it's it's a difficult spot to be in. But, you know, during the bye week, they they worked on stopping the run and, and being sound and, and stopping the run. And then all of a sudden you go out and, and Indiana picks you apart. And kudos to Indiana. I mean, they had Nebraska schemed very, very well um and and they took advantage of of their you know lack of athleticism especially in the the uh, linebacker uh, you know position group there I, I think quite a bit but um that's the frustrating thing is one week it's the ground next week it's through the air 
Yeah, I thought when you look at it, guys, the the way Indiana attacked Nebraska, they just personnelled them. You know, Nebraska, typically when you're forcing teams in the third and six and longer, it's a passing down. And you substitute in kind of nickel and dime personnel packages. And Indiana, um, you know, recognized that Nebraska is keeping four linebackers on the field. And, and you can say, oh, JoJo, JoJo Doman's a linebacker. He's, he's a nickel. They call him by trait. But he's still a linebacker. He's 235 pounds. He's not a, a true defensive back. And he does a really good job. I'm not saying he doesn't. But it, you know, I think Indiana's like, all right, if you're, you're going to keep Colin Miller and Muhammad Barry and Will Honus on the field too, uh, we're, we're going to go at it. And, and we're going to make those guys make plays. They targeted linebackers in coverage 15 times in that game. Over half or around half of the passing yards Indiana had were targeted towards Nebraska's linebackers. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Jeff Brom, who Jeff Brom knows a lot about offense and a lot about throwing the football, um, I mean, you have to think they're going to do the exact same thing to Nebraska or try to attack the linebackers on these short control throws. Now give Wop, a Wop failure a lot of credit. That dude can play. I mean, he had a Troy Edwards, Louisiana Tech type of showing almost in, in Memorial Stadium with 14 catches this past Saturday. I don't know if they have that qu- quite of talent, Robin, but David Bell's a pretty good receiver, and maybe, maybe Rondell Moore comes back. Well, I think the most frustrating thing about that Indiana game was Nebraska's seeming unwillingness to make adjustments and to change their personnel and add another defensive back and stick with those two linebacker looks. And yeah, I know they continue to insist that they don't want to take Jojo Doman off the field because they view him just as much of a defensive back. But uh, it's one thing to leave him out there. It's another thing to leave him out there in single coverage against Indiana's best wide receiver in the slot and just let him go to town uh, in in one-on-one mismatch. Uh, I mean, that is frustrating. And um, I think that's what irked fans the most was, Everyone could see what Indiana was doing, and Nebraska did little to anything to try and adjust to it. And, I mean, that's where kind of that heat comes on the coaches, where, sure, players are missing tackles, and maybe there's some mental errors going on, but you're also doing yourself not many favors by uh, continuing to bang your head against the wall and expecting things to change. So, um, yeah, I mean, they call it a copycat league for a reason. I would expect Purdue to come out with a very similar game plan, especially uh, that they're one of the worst rushing teams in all of college football. So you don't really have to account for that much, but those linebackers have to pick up their play. If they're going to be on the field that much, you better start executing uh, and you're going to be matched up in one-on-one situations that you're going to have to win. Cause not only is there David Bell, but um, the Hopkins, the tight end, he's a sneaky good tight end that is going to cause some problems uh, for those linebackers if it's one-on-one situation. So um, the challenge is going to be on not only that defense, but particularly that linebacking group, um, especially if they're going to be, you know, given that level of workload um, and not, you know, not making adjustments to help them out with more defensive back packages. And, and I think you'd also like to see some better play out of the cornerbacks. Um, you know, they they definitely did not have their a great day against Indiana. Um, and the curious thing about that too is. You know, there's third and short or third and medium uh, downs, and they're playing eight eight yards off the ball uh, or eight yards off the receiver, giving them a big old wide cushion. Especially when Indiana was was doing those short perimeter, um, you know, passes quick game. And so, 
yeah, that's that's something I think Nebraska definitely has to be willing to to take a look at that and and you know whether it's playing press man or, or whatever, getting up and, and challenging those receivers, especially if you if you're not going to get home with a pass rush or lack of pass rush, you better try to throw off the timing on on those receivers or do something to give yourself a chance. So um, you know it'd be interesting to see what type of adjustments, if any, we see this weekend in West Lafayette. Well, we got to go to break here, but you know pass rush was a big problem as well. Nebraska just didn't get to quarterbacks uh, with their front four. And, you know, the injury to Darian Daniels, don't underestimate what that did to Nebraska's defense. He only played five plays against Indiana. Now, he told he told us he's good to go this week. We'll see. Uh, but not having Darian Daniels caused them to really shift and move around bodies on that defensive line. And he commanded so much respect from opposing offensive lines that I think it put more pressure on – you know, Khalil and Carlos and, and Ben Stilley and other guys to come in and make plays, and they weren't winning up front, and they were having a hard time without their emotional spark plug leader on the field. All right, when we come back, uh, House Carolina intern Grace Harmon will join us in studio. We'll take your questions in the mailbag. Let me tell you, if it's anything like our chat on Tuesday, there's going to be a lot of questions for us this week. So uh, you're listening here to the House Carolina Show.